happy Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday, everybody. This is Kira Gladney for the Cherry Movement Podcast, Mask Off. And I am, I, I just realized that I, I be saying I'm excited all the time. Okay, I am excited all the time. But I'm, I'm really, really excited because my friend, my sister um, is here on the Charity Movement Podcast to uh, let me interview her today. I'm so excited. Um, This woman is amazing. Um, She is a mother. She's a wife. She is a doula. She is an intercessor. She is a powerful woman of God. Um, I know a lot of people look up to her. A lot of people love her. And if you don't love her, the problem is not her, it's you. But anyway, um, I am just so ecstatic to know her and to have her a part of my life. And I know that after today, you guys are going to want to find her and be friends with her too, okay? So I want to invite to the Charity Movement Podcast, Kendra Davis. Welcome to the Charity Movement Podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so excited um, to just be here. I love what you do with the charity movement. I'm just happy to be here and be invited and be thought of. (laughs) Thank you. I really love it. I love that you're on here today. I don't know why I'm so nervous. Just so excited. Like, I felt nervous. <laughs> I was like, like but I'm, I'm matching, I'm matching with the charity movement vibe. I got the keep going. You know, it's meant to be. It. It's gonna be great. <laughs> not me being not me being nervous. I was I was just fine. Okay, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm this is it. I'm this is this you got CNN it. We're gonna live, do it. You got it. You got it. CNN, so. I promise you got it. Okay. <laughs> so let's start this off with the people getting to know you. So, other than the introduction that I gave to our audience, who is Kendra Davis in your words? Hmm, Kendra Davis. Um, I'm a wife to Quinlan Sr. and a mother to Quinlan Jr. I love all things labor birth delivery pregnancy i love food and i love the lord <laughs> so that is me in a in a gym okay okay and so <laughs> what fulfills kendra what makes you feel complete um, i would say serving um and serving my family being around my family um just loving in general. That what that is what completes me. That is what fulfills me. It's just doing what I'm called to do, which is love. And that's that's just me, lover of all people, lover of my family, my husband, um, and everyone around me. That's that's really just all I aim to do is love and make people laugh. <laughs> Absolutely. And you do a great job. So since we got on the subject of love, okay. Um mm. How has marriage been for you, especially being young? And along with that question, what lesson have you learned since being married? I would say marriage has been, for me, an amazing journey, but it also has been a challenge. Um, I look at marriage, honestly, as a mirror. Um, When I got married, I knew there were some things that I needed to work on, some things that the Lord would definitely have to fix in me, but marriage 
honestly just showed me even more about myself. And um, in general, marriage has been a blessing. Um, I am married to my best friend. I'm married to someone that loves the Lord more than he loves me. And I'm married to someone that really, truly puts me first and um, our family. And so it's been a journey. It's been challenging, but also it's just, it's really fun. <laughs> People ask me all the time, how is, what is marriage like? I'm like, imagine a sleepover with your best friend and they just never go home. So, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just never go home because y'all live together. <laughs> okay. So we talk marriage. Let's talk family. Let's talk baby. What was the process like for you and with Quinlan um, deciding to have a baby or wanting to conceive a baby? Hmm. So, <laughs> so we always said we wanted to last at least one year in marriage um, before we decided to try or start, um, you know, have, trying to have um, a baby. So um, there was not really a process. <laughs> We went on our anniversary trip, our first anniversary trip, and awesome. we okay. came home. And I, I knew, I knew, I just knew that I was going to be pregnant. So <laughs> it was a great anniversary, a great way to celebrate our love. And, um, you know, two years later, we're, we're thankful and grateful for him. So it wasn't really a process. Now for baby number two, there definitely is a lot more planning and thought that's going behind um trying for another one um we haven't even we haven't got that far yet <laughs> we know that we do desire but the plan um is not set in stone but obviously god does whatever he wants when he wants so <laughs> yeah it's always that second baby that second baby is the one what's up well now we know what it took for the first baby okay so now we need a whole plan for the second baby. Yes, very much so. So what, what was that process like when you were pregnant, going through pregnancy and being diabetic? Because I know that you talked about that on your YouTube channel. And so I kind of just want to hear what that process was like for you and what your support mm -hmm. was like. Um. So, yep, I'm type 1 diabetic. And so basically... What that means is my pancreas does not make insulin, which essentially just breaks down your food into your system. So with me being type 1 diabetic, um, I automatically could not have a midwife. Um, I had to have a OBGYN that specialized in endocrinology, basically who knew about diabetes. Um, so that was my first thing. They considered my pregnancy high risk, although um, health-wise uh, with diabetes, I was extremely healthy. Um, and with my, my body in general, my, my health was, I was fair. My health was fair. There were no concerns or anything like that. My pregnancy was seamless. I had no, I had no morning sickness. Um, I barely gained <laughs> any weight. Um, I, I had no issues. It was, it was a beautiful pregnancy. I had no complaints. Um, and then one day I was at my 37 week appointment and they, I got off the table from getting a sonogram and they were like, oh, hey, let's schedule you for your induction. And so I'm like, why does that, why do I need to schedule an induction? They were just like, well, it's normal practice for um, 
women or women with diabetes. And so I was so confused, but it ended up getting induced. And that kind of led on to a very traumatic labor um, and delivery experience um, and also a very traumatic postpartum. So I went from having a very healthy pregnancy, a very, you know, blissful pregnancy journey, and then ended up, you know, not having the knowledge that I know now. I agreed to being induced and it just didn't end up well for me. And, um, you know, it it, did, it left some scars like uh, physically and mentally. So I think that's normally how I kind of describe my pregnancy. It started it started great. Yeah. I mean, it ultimately ended with the beautiful baby boy, which, yeah. you know, we love and adore. But um, I feel like having the knowledge that I have now, I definitely would have opted to allow my body to do what it's supposed to do, which, you know, going to labor naturally. So, yeah. So based on your um, your labor and your delivery experience, do you think that that's one of the reasons why you wanted to be a doula? Um, it definitely propelled me into getting into that space faster. Okay. Um, I have always wanted to be in the birthing space. Um, since I was a young kid, I, I always wanted to be OBGYN. OBGYN. I always wanted to deliver babies. Like that was my thing. That's what I said that I wanted to do. Um, and so I believe that experience um uh, reminded me of my desire and reminded me of the why I desire that. And so um, I wanted it to be without limits and not in a box. And, you know, doulas, we are not medically trained. We're not clinically trained. We are, we are the holistic. We are the mental, physical, and emotional support. And so I feel like that more than anything is missing from the birthing space. Um, so that's what kind of drove me to um push myself to, you know, get the training. My husband was a hundred percent behind me and here I am now. Yeah. I think, I think that's amazing because like you just said, doulas give you the physical, emotional, mental support and the fortitude that you need to make it through labor and delivery as well mm-hmm. as postpartum. But you know, how much more does this doula position, this doula purpose mean for you when you have the Holy Spirit and you have discernment and you have um, the spiritual connections to kind of empower them as, you know, mothers going into labor as well? Um, For me, it's definitely, it's obviously more than just a, you know, vocation or a career. Um, As you just mentioned, it's definitely ministry. And I use, I use whatever the Lord gives me. Um, and I, I think even with the last birth that I supported, um, there was a moment where mom was discouraged, dad was discouraged. And I just I just asked, like, do you mind if I pray for you? Um, and they were believers. Um, and even if they wouldn't have even if they would have said no, I still would have prayed in my own way. But, um, you know, we gathered hands and we prayed and the Lord was with us. And even throughout the whole entire um time of mom laboring and even delivering, there were words of, you know, affirmation that was, that kind of confirmed that God was with us, even with the husband just saying like, it's so different that you're here now. It's so different with you being here this time around. And um, for me, I just, I just want to impact. I just want to impact families, be that support, be that encouragement, uplift. And, you know, like you said, give them the fortitude to continue on because people, 
set their mind out to, you know, do labor and they want to do it without an epidural or they want to do it this way and that way. And for me as a doula, especially a doula that's a believer in Jesus Christ, I truly want to uh, be there to help make that birthing outcome possible. Um, and it's not going to always 100% be that way, but just knowing that the Lord is with us in that space and moment, for me, that's that's the best birthing outcome ever. So um, it's amazing. I think that that's awesome. And I love that um, you just, you are so out of the box anyway. Not like you're weird or anything, but so you're you know so me. Much- <laughs> You're such an individual. Like you mean that word got your face like because <laughs> you are just you. And I love how you are bringing your your uniqueness and your love for Christ as well as your ability mm-hmm. to be transparent into your your purpose as a doula. And just how I know that you're making those moms feel loved and feel heard. And that's all that we want. That's literally all we want in the delivery room is to feel loved and to feel heard. And so kudos to you for doing that. I love it. I always tell them I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) Okay, so before we start getting into specifically Elizabeth's daughters, I do want to go to um, your childhood or your your reason for why you are such an amazing mom, an amazing wife. So how how did your childhood impact you on how you parent and how you are a wife? Whew. Um, let's see if I can get through this without getting emotional. <laughs> um, my parents, they were there, um, but they were not present. Um, and so... From a young child, I always, I always desired to be married. I always desired to be um, a mother um, and do the things that my parents did not do, and do the give my children and my husband the things that my parents and um, my parents did not give their children and their spouses. And this is not to say, oh, I, I want to, you know, do everything for my child because my parent didn't do that for me. Or I want to, you know, be everything for my husband because I didn't see that example growing up. It's just the things that I saw and knew that were needed that weren't there. Um, I pray that the Lord would allow me to be that for the people that will be in my life, a.k.a. my husband and my children and future children. Um, And that's and that is where really where everything stems from, everything that I do, everything from the way that I treat people, from the way that I you know, treat my husband the way that I treat, that we treat our child, um, you know, this new thing of gentle parenting. To me, it's it's never, it's not new. Yeah. I don't, it's not new. People think that it's new, but it's not new. Um, allowing your child to have the space and the freedom to grow into their themselves. Um, I was not allowed that. And I I truly did rebel because I was not allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, and even as simple as asking questions, <laughs> um, that is what drives me to be who I am for my husband and my child and future children, um, giving them um, everything that I did not see growing up, 
whether that's love and respect, <laughs> um, you know, just my presence of being there, my ears to listen, um, and just holding space for them in that way. So I think that's 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 what really drives, you know, that that desire. Yeah. I I love that you you see as a parent the fact that and I know that we've talked in about things like that. And I know that we always want to make sure that our kids are not um they're a part of our healing journey, but they're not supposed to be responsible for us getting past or growing past whatever things that we've gone through. Yeah. And I appreciate you for knowing and being willing to do everything you can to make sure that Sunny and your future children um, have the best that they, you know, that you have to offer them and you are giving them the best. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm doing my best. As the Lord will allow, I'm doing, we're doing the best that we can. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get on Elizabeth's daughters. Where did this name come from? Um, okay, it's it's two there's two reasons. Okay. Um, uh, so the first reason, uh, my grandmother, Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth Carter. Um, my she was literally my world when I was younger. Um, we lost her when I, I was 11, 2005. And um, she just she was so real. <laughs> she was so honest, um, but she was always there. And so that name, you know, my middle name is Elizabeth. Um, I wanted to pay homage, obviously, to her life. Um, but also um, in the scriptures, um, when it talks about the story, you know, of Elizabeth and her pregnancy and um, just how the Lord gave her a promise and, um, you know, told her that the fruit of her womb was blessed. Yeah. And so I, it's really based off two things, my grandmother and then the story of Elizabeth and how the Lord, um, even in old age, filled her womb. And I believe that for everyone that I come in contact with, everyone that desires to be a mother, everyone that desires to have children, that the Lord will bless um, bless you to be able to uh, be fruitful. And um, I'm going to stick beside that. <laughs> I'm going to stick beside it because I believe it. If you believe it and you desire it, I believe that the Lord will truly give it to you in, in due time. Absolutely. The, the awesome thing about this woman is her level of expectation. Okay. So I remember um, when I was pre- pregnant the second time mm-hmm. and I was in the hospital. I went to the hospital three days in a row mm-hmm. before they figured out what was happening to me. And I was in the hospital and I text her like, I just want you to pray. Like, I don't I haven't really told anybody. I don't really know what's going on, but I just need you to pray for me. This woman was like, it ain't going to work. <laughs> Whatever the enemy thought he was going to do is not going to work. And I was in that hospital. And I felt so much peace because I knew she had my back. Like Mm -hmm. I knew that she was going to stick beside me and that she wasn't going to leave me alone until I knew, until she knew that I was okay. And, um, I remember when I told her like, yeah, 
you know, we we lost the baby. Like it, it just didn't happen. And her mindset was still in that moment. Well, God can still bring it back to life again. And I'm bringing this up because I'm going to turn a little corner here and just encourage the people who have friendships as adults. Okay. There's a different level of responsibility that our friends have to us and that we have to our friends when we're adults. If you don't have a friend that will stick beside you when the enemy is telling you that everything around you is going into flames, you need to get you some new friends. Yeah. Because she was one of the people that believed with me until I saw the promise for Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And so I can't wait till I have another baby. Well, I can. Let me say that. Hold on. But <laughs> <laughs> Kenny said, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> After Kenny gets to a certain age that my husband and I have already discussed, I cannot wait for this woman right here because. She's been amazing. Yeah. She's just been amazing. Just... Yeah. Oh, I was not expecting this. This is ghetto. <laughs> Period. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Where was I at? Telling them to get some new friends. <laughs> they can't break. <laughs> I'm leaving that part. I ain't going back. I'm going <laughs> forward. <laughs> Because if you keep going, then I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm squinting my eyes. And keep <laughs> That's so good. Okay. 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 So we have a few more questions left. Okay. So what do you tell or how do you encourage the woman who may have a chronic illness or any type of disease that would probably give them you know cause them to have a high-risk pregnancy like what type of things do you tell them when they desire to conceive a baby um i tell them believe it or not um i still tell them that the lord will give them the desires of their heart <laughs> believe it or not um to the believers there's so many examples in the bible where the Lord gave a promise, um, the Lord fulfilled a desire, um, the Lord answered prayers um, in his time, but nevertheless, he answered. Yeah. Um, And so when the scriptures tell you that the fruit of your womb is blessed, um, it means that. The scriptures mean that. The word is God. God is his word. And the fruit of your womb is blessed. And I don't, you know, I haven't experienced um, infertility. I haven't experienced a struggle, but I know how to pray and I know how to believe and I know how to pair with you um, and bring down heaven. Oh, okay. (laughs) Until the Lord answers. And I, I, I have done it so many times with friends. I've done it. I've seen the Lord do exactly what he said he was going to do and bless with the child. Um, And so I just say, keep believing Um, even in the discouragement, even in the unsurety, even in, you know, disappointment, keep believing in Christ, keep believing on the promise that he gave you and your family. Um, 
and the command to be fruitful and multiply. Because okay. <laughs> he said it. So I believe it's going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So what do you tell a person who maybe their friend, relative just had a baby? How can they support that mother or that father or that family after they've um, come home from having that baby? Um, I would say the first thing, um, the first way you can support is respecting the boundaries that have been set. Um, I think sometimes people get offended easily about boundaries that parents, um, mothers and fathers have set for their newborns. Um, So number one is just right off the bat, respect their boundaries. Um, I would say the second thing is do and don't ask. Because sometimes when you say, like, let me know what you need or um, I'm here if you need anything, they're not going to reach out. No. Life is life went from them having a baby in their stomach to having the baby in their arms. And they already are confused and out of their minds. (laughs) Don't ask. Just do. Whether that's giving food or even reaching out to say, hey, can I come clean up or um, just offer and and just make sure that. it's something that's helping and not being a burden and not um, draining. It, it takes a lot to re <laughs> recoup after having a child. Mommy and dad both <laughs> yeah. need that time. So just make sure you're respecting the boundaries and doing something that helps and not just saying like, what, let me know if you need anything. Because 10 times out of 10, they're not going to let you know. So. I think that's the those are the two biggest things there. I think the list could go on, honestly. Um, I think are, there's so many those things. Are amazing to, points. Yes, to just look for and <laughs> two staple two staple rules. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you tell or how do you encourage the woman or the man who have who may have a vision, but they stopped or they've started again and they stopped? What do you tell that person in order to get them to keep going? Um, I would, it sounds so cliche, but honestly, I just want people to remember their why. Um, and oftentimes when you walk and you do exactly what God has purposed you to do each time you do that, you will be remembered of your why. Um, each time I go in and I meet with a client, even if it's just a consultation, um, I remembered, I'm remembered and reminded of my why. I'm, rem- I'm reminded why the Lord placed this desire in my heart. I remembered, um, I remember why, um, why I feel fulfilled afterwards. Um, I'm reminded of just what is to come. And if the Lord gave you a vision for that, um, stick to it because whatever he puts in your heart to desire, whatever he um, gives you, whatever vision he gives you, he's going to be with you through the end. So um, if you've given up or if you feel like um, it's, it's purposeless, um, just remember why the Lord uh, gave it to you in the first place, because he wouldn't give it to you without telling you why he wants you to do it. Um well, sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> this specifically, do not okay. take this specifically. Um, just keep going and the Lord will meet you where you are. Yes, he will. <laughs> okay. So 
If someone wants to have a consultation with you, where can they find you? How can they interact with you? Can you tell us that? Um, so I am on Facebook, uh, Elizabeth's Daughters Doula Service. Um, you can find me there. You can email me. You can DM me. You can, um, uh, I believe that you, I believe you can message me on there too. Yeah. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. Here, let me pull it up because sometimes, um, let me forget. So it is underscore Elizabeth's Daughters. That's Elizabeth's Daughters. Um, that's my Instagram. And then you can, again, DM me on there. You can email me. There's an email button. It'll go straight to um, your way to email me. And we are working on my website. So stay tuned for that. I am, um, you know, God blessed <laughs> in a way that um, just allowed me to do it myself. So I'm still working on it. But um, it should be out soon. So stay tuned for that. I definitely will make an announcement, um, which would be easier for learning all the services that I do, um, booking, and just setting up a free consultation with me as well. And I will make sure that I add that information in the description box Thank you. of the video and the audio podcast. Thank you so much, Kendra, for being a part of our podcast today and our interview. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I was like super nervous, but this was, <laughs> this was so much fun. And I hope you know, that whoever's seeing this, if you're in need um, of support, even whether it's breastfeeding, labor, postpartum, just reach out to me. Uh, consultations are free. So <laughs> um, reach out if you need anything. Please do that because she is amazing, you guys. Please reach out. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Charity Movement Podcast. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. And remember that the only one stopping you is you. See you soon. Bye, guys.